she whispered. There's a phone in my office. If you'll excuse me, Mr. London, I'll go call them. I'll wait here, Emmett said. So calm and unruffled, she thought. Maybe stumbling across dead bodies was routine for him. I'm really very sorry about this. She didn't know what else to say. Emmett regarded her with that unwavering expression of polite interest. Did you kill him? The shock of the question left her momentarily speechless. No, she finally gasped. No, I most certainly did not kill Chester. Then it's not your fault, is it? There's no need to apologize. She got the distinct impression that he would not have been especially troubled if she had admitted to murdering poor Chester. She wondered uneasily what that said about him. She turned away to walk back along the gloom-filled display gallery to her office. Her glance fell on Chester's foot propped on the edge of the green sarcophagus. The foot was encased in a boot made of some sort of cheap imitation lizard skin. Chester had always been a flashy dresser, Lydia reflected. To her surprise, she felt a pang of wholly unexpected sadness. True, he had been a sleazy, opportunistic hustler, but he was only one of many who eked out a living on the fringes of the booming antiquities trade here in Cadence. The eerie green quartz ruins of the long-vanished alien civilization that had once flourished here on Harmony provided a variety of profit niches for industrious entrepreneurs. Chester had not been the worst of the lot who worked in the shadow of the dead city wall. He had been a nuisance, but he had been colorful. She was going to miss him. At five o'clock that afternoon, Melanie Toft stood in the doorway of Lydia's tiny office, her dark eyes alight with curiosity. What did they say? Are you in the clear? Not entirely. Exhausted by the hours of police questioning, Lydia sagged back into the depths of her chair. Detective Martinez said they think Chester was murdered sometime between midnight and 3 a.m. I was home in bed at the time. Melanie made a tut-tutting sound. Alone, I suppose. Melanie was never loath to bring up the subject of sex. Six months ago, she had terminated her third, or maybe it was her fourth, marriage of convenience. She made no secret about the fact that she was open to the notion of a fifth. On the basis of her considerable experience, Melanie had appointed herself Lydia's personal sex advisor. Not that she had any great need of the expertise, Lydia thought. Her sex life, never what anyone would term lively, had become downright moribund in the past year. Lydia absently fingered the amber stones in her bracelet. How does a person verify that she was innocently asleep in her own bed when someone got murdered? Melanie folded her arms and leaned against the doorframe. It would certainly be a whole lot easier to prove if you had not been alone in said bed. I've been warning you for months about the dangers of not having a more active social life. Now you see the risks of being celibate for extended periods of time. Right. A person never knows when she's going to need a good alibi for murder. Concern replaced some of the fascinated interest on Melanie's face. Lydia, are you, you know, okay? It was starting already, Lydia thought. Don't worry, you don't have to call the folks in the white coats yet. I'm not going to have a nervous breakdown in front of you. Thought I'd save it until I get home tonight. Sorry. It's just that you told me that the Perez shrinks had advised you to avoid stressful situations. What makes you think I've had a stressful day? 
All I've done so far is find a dead body in the tomb gallery, spend a few hours being grilled by the cops, and probably lost my shot at signing up a private client who could have single-handedly elevated my financial status into the next tax bracket. I see your point. Nothing stressful about a day like that. Not in the least. Melanie straightened away from the doorframe and moved into the office. She sat down in one of the two chairs in front of the desk. Just a walk in the park. A new worry descended on Lydia. She could not afford to lose this job. I wonder what Shrimpton will say when he gets back from vacation tomorrow and finds out what happened. Are you kidding? Shrimp will probably give you a raise. Melanie chuckled. What better publicity for Shrimpton's house of ancient horrors than the discovery of a murder victim in one of the exhibits? Lydia groaned. That's the sad part, isn't it? If this makes the evening papers, there'll probably be a line of people around the block tomorrow morning. Uh-huh.